Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A and D, and joining me here on a panel of guests that we have today is uh, the Hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. Hey, how's it going? All right, and we have uh, the man, the myth, the reality, Q Flow, Flow the rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are here, bro. Are you talking un- like hiding underneath a pillow or something? <laughs> no, I'm on a, I'm on a Bluetooth. Oh, y'all can't. No, 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 no. Uh, let, me, let me go ahead. Go. No, no, I can hear you. Stuff. It's kind of like muffled a little bit. It's, it's kind of like you like you hide from a stranger or something. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm on. A, I'm on I was trying to be fancy on the Bluetooth. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, you 58, bro? <laughs> you step out the Bluetooth. I, I feel like it sometimes. I'm about to say, though, if you're sitting there in a whole suit, then, yeah, you know, I'll let you leave that Bluetooth for your ear. I'll let you leave that Bluetooth for your ear. But, yeah, guys, we're, we're back. Once again, I apologize for not having a podcast up last week. But you know what? I've been sitting there killing these 2K videos for y'all out there to watching. So, you know, I'm glad y'all... Enjoying that, by the way, that comes out. If you pre-order the deluxe edition, it comes out on Friday. But if you get the standard edition, you will get it next Tuesday. So, uh, you guys know. You know, it's 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 crazy. You mentioned the uh, 2K videos. If you just type in WWE 2K19 on YouTube, scroll down just a little bit. Nothing but Nerd Coalition reactions. That's what I like to hear. Bring my man's up. Thank you. 2K, call me, bro. Next year, 2K, 2K20, so I can bring the team up there, so we can play the game early. Come on, come on. I'm just, you know, let me know something. I mean, me and Quattro just did the whole women's reactions. That joint's like 25,000 views right now. That's crazy. 25,000 views. That didn't even did more than my women's last year. My women's last year only did 11,000. So this is 25K. He was getting mad at you last year. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't matter. But then right to this year, I'm like, come on. <laughs> it don't even matter. I'm just saying, come on. Like, get me out there, too. I'm just saying, you know, so I'm going to keep promoting and everything. And like I said, we are still trying to think of something to do for 10,000. Because I think right now we're almost at 10,500 right now. So, I mean, like, yeah. Roll out. Yeah, seriously, bro. So, I, 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 once again. The goal is the silver play button. That's the goal. 
You know, uh-huh. so that's what that, that, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. So that that hundred thousand mark and everything. So I appreciate y'all keep watching the videos. I'm going to try to figure out how to do some type of live stream because I don't know how to do gaming live stream at all. And I uh-huh. think you know I figured on launch day I can do some like some uh, live stream. I know we did one back in the day of GTA GTA Five on Twitch, and I'm like I didn't even know we had a Twitch account. To be honest with you. <laughs> That um, juicy lover, aka you know Andrew, back in the day, he he did that for us. And next thing I know, I ain't hear from it since. So I don't know what's going on with that. So, so hey, Cuba, oh, do you know how to live stream the game stuff? Uh, no, but um, my brother, I have a uh, my stepbrother, he does Twitch, so I can ask him. Okay, yeah, cause I'm, I'm I'm trying, you know, you know, try to get Ben like, cause you know live stream would be working. But yeah, so you know, stay tuned for the channel to do to do all that. I got more 2K videos coming up even before the uh, the game comes out, and of course, me and Quattro did our fan uh, our universe mode draft. So that's gonna be interesting as to see as well. So make sure you guys check, check that out because now me and Quattro going head to head in universe this year. So that should be should interesting. Be interesting. Oh yeah, it should oh, be, be good to see. Oh yeah! Oh, we, we 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 got some good picks, good trades, good everything. So it's going it's going it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Also, but before we get you know all all that you know talk about two K and stuff like that and all the other wrestling news, I gotta pay the bills and give a shout out to Spaces Philly. Make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly on uh you know any, any type of thing you want to on go over to Google type of Spaces Philly. We right there. We re- we rebooted the whole website. They got uh, the Market Dark Show, which is their weekly podcast, which I think comes up on Tuesday now, and along with both sides. And, of course, we're featured on there, the whole Nerd Coalition, with our podcasts as uh, No Gimmicks Need a Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, and, of course, we got uh, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, which is going to be featured on there as well. Uh, of course, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. All that great stuff that we're going to have right there on the podcast, on Host Spacious Philly. So, Make sure you guys check that out. If you look, if you're on YouTube, of course you listen to us. Hit that subscribe button, and also we do podcasts on all the podcast apps. When we are on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker, we're on all that kind of stuff. So make sure you guys support Spaces Philly, support us on all the podcast apps and everything. All right, fellas. So uh, decent weekend wrestling here. You know, uh, we got Brie Bella botching all over the place. We got uh, Batista finally getting his invite. So, I'm going to start off with the first piece of news that we got here. And that is, so it finally was revealed that on October 16th of SmackDown 1000, Evolution will be reunited. Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair on that SmackDown 1000. Now, some people, because first of all, I don't know if you've been following Batista. He's been, you know, going through some things right now, especially with Disney. But he's been going through some yeah, things like the galaxy and all that. Exactly. And he was just like, "What? How come they didn't invite me? Like, it's in my hometown. It's in Chocolate City. It's in DC. And how come nobody? I didn't get an invite or nothing. And we, of course, we know Batista helped shape SmackDown. In my personal opinion, him and Edge helped really shape SmackDown in that mid two thousands era." Why John Cena was holding yeah, down the world. So I was like, it's kind of right for him to be there. But so then we, we we get a thing that Evolution is reuniting at SmackDown 1000. So how do y'all feel about that real quick before I get into my thoughts? Uh, All right, I'll start it off real quick. Um, um, I was never a crazy Batista fan. Like, 
he, he was just never my vibe, my kind of wrestler. Uh-huh. So I wasn't too excited. I'm more looking at, all right, it's the thousands episode, y'all coming together. But when I think of evolution, I think of Raw. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really understand what's the point. <laughs> uh, Q-Flow? Um, I'm feeling the total opposite. I am hype. I love Evolution. Yeah, they do belong. They they do belong on Raw. And most of the time, when you hear Evolution, you think pay per view. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's another that's another story for another time. I'm like I'm like for this. Uh, I'm a huge. I I was I always was a Batista guy. So yeah, yeah. I, you know I, I see Ric Flair, Triple H, and, and Randy Orton every day. I don't care. But well, I'm I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to see Batista. Well, here, here's my thing. I actually like Batista. I, I'm not saying he's in my top ten, but I like Batista and what he brought to it. However, I like early Batista. I, I, I'm not Deacon Batista. I'm talking about when he from, from 2005 when he, when he won Yeah, 2005 when he won the championship all the way to about when he left in 2010. 2014 Batista, you know, when he was like Blue Batista and was you know wrestling with them lime green jays at WrestleMania 30, like. I, I, I ain't like that Batista. He was gassed. Want, he he was a strong. Batista that was hanging with Eddie Guerrero. Yes, that's that. That's the Batista I like. I, I like when he was Hollywood Batista. When, when, when he was like an urban youth, you know, being from where he was from, you know, like that's what I was liking about Batista. But that once again, to me, it kind of looks like it's like it's cool, but kind of like a slap in the face because I agree with Quattro said because Evolution was a raw thing. Uh-huh. Evolution was my wrong. thing is though my thing is though Raw gets everything. They like, do, they do. It, it is supposed to be. It is supposed to be the flagship show. I mean, it, uh, it uh, Raw is already the flagship show. So Vince Man is never going to make SmackDown better than Raw. It, I mean, SmackDown has been better than Raw a lot of times, but he's never going to look at it that way. But I mean, I, if I'm gonna do a thousand for SmackDown. I want The Rock, you know, SmackDown. I want Undertaker. I need Teddy Long in there somewhere. Yo, I do need Teddy. Yes. Make a tag I team need, match, player. Right, I was about to say that I need a tag team match. Like, this is what I think of when I do well, SmackDown. Somebody, somebody you need a one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you want to do something special, do a throwback background for me. Let me get the fist. Like, I, like that's, that's what I'm thinking when I think SmackDown. I just don't think Evolution. I don't. No, no, um, no, no. I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's why I think it's like a slap in the face to Batista. I'm like, look, look. I mean, like, because now it's just like, all right, we got Triple H, like, just egoing it all up. Like, hey, why is Evolution even here? It kind of thing. And I'm, I'm kind of curious of what the angle is going to be because it's going to be after Super Show. And if this is just an angle just to build to something else coming in Saudi Arabia, I'm really going to be upset. And I'm not saying Batista got to come out and do a promo, like, by himself and say, hey, uh, you know, I'm back right down live. I'm just saying, but the evolution point, there really is no point in even doing that. I think the only reason they're doing this is because Randy Orton's on SmackDown. Please, I don't want to hear no shit about Ric Flair drip on SmackDown uh, 1000 at all. And I'm like, Triple hey, you have really no point there. Un- unless you're building something with The Undertaker, who is on Smack, who had the career on SmackDown. But I agree. I, I would want to see people like The Rock. 
who started SmackDown. Uh-huh. I want to yep. see The Undertaker. I want to see JBL. Put Rey Mysterio. Yeah. If you sign hey, him I, back, you know, I like to see he, him at he got, 1,000. He, he signed his two-year contract. So. Right. Exactly. Hey, I'll take, I'll take Vicky Guerrero. You, I, oh, I, I, I would, but honestly, don't, they wouldn't even use her in a, a sense. First of all, the, the question is, what, what kind of show is this going to be? Because remember, when they did, right. Raw, when they did Raw 1000, I actually liked that show. And they did everything that was in the history of Raw. In, in 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 that whole three hour episode, my question is one: Is this made up going to be three hours? Because it kind of got to be. Because it won't. It won't. I was about to say it has to be, but at the same time, when I remember watching Raw One Thousand, I'm like, yeah, th- this is long. <laughs> so I feel like I'm gonna get a really long SmackDown that's over segment pumped with. You know, short matches to get in too many matches. <laughs> I mean, I, I got it, but the question is like this: Number one, they gotta have some matches to build. To I know they're waiting for Super Show to be over, but Raw One Thousand or Raw Homecoming, they had you know they had good matches to be on that show. Like I need a WWE Championship matchup. Give me a uh, you know a tag team ladder match. Well, you know why not? Just you gotta have some good matches to sell the show, and then you gotta have some segments or things in there that make sense that was in the history of SmackDown. Don't just do something that'd be like, don't do a DX reunion on SmackDown. DX never on SmackDown. You know, that wouldn't be fair to SmackDown. So them doing Evolution... DX reunion, period. Exactly. So them doing Evolution, I'm like, that's not fair because Evolution was raw. And it's like, y'all just trying to put nostalgia acts together, which don't get me wrong, I love Evolution. But, once again, it was a Raw act, and now they're just saying, well, you know what, we're going to give SmackDown something. I'm like, there is plenty of things y'all can do. I'm not I gotta, saying... <laughs> I got a question. Go ahead, Muffo. I'm oh, sorry. I got a question. Oh, no. Huh? I'm just saying, you know, you got to bring back the Mexicals or nothing like that. But I'm just saying... That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, what are they going to do? Give them the Mexicals? <laughs> no, the Edgeheads. No, Paul London and Brian Kendricks. Wait, why am I thinking this way? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you ain't got to do all that or bring back Heidenreich or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, but there's other things. Heidenreich. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they bring back Santino. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just saying, but there's so uh, so many other things that they could do on SmackDown. But, like, what was you going to say, uh, QFA? Um, which team is getting their ass kicked by Evolution? <sighs> you know I what? I think Sanity. I say sanity. You know that that would be such a. First of all, you know what? I don't think it'll be sanity because Triple H is not going to want to bury one of his NXT guys. Well, let me ask you this: Does sanity still work there? Because when the last time so, they worked, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know if they still have jobs. But I don't want to right. say nothing because my boys ain't been there either. So, yeah, you know what? Can, That's a good point. Can I, I get Carlito back? Something help. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, some, you know, something of that nature. I mean, it sucks we don't have Eddie or Crispin. <laughs> but you know, uh, right? Kurt Angle. You know, make him. He can have a return on SmackDown one. He was a big part of SmackDown as well. He's a SmackDown yes, he Six. I heard. I did. I did hear Edge is going to be there. I mean, he just. I mean, look, honestly. Well, I mean, you can't bring back the SmackDown Six because one is dead. But I'm just saying. But uh, and you wouldn't want to anyway. But. Kurt Angle was part of that SmackDown 6. I mean, that that was a big thing in 2002. 
And I'm like, I mean, unless you want to call Chavo Guerrero, I, I don't know what is in store for the show, but I do know that I I see it being overpopulated with nostalgia acts from Raw or, or what was popular, nothing towards SmackDown or anything of that nature. And we get some kind of lackluster matches. And I'm like... I feel like it'll still be better than Raw 25. I hope, though. I, I, I hope it's better than Raw 25. I do hope it's better than Raw 25. Because I, I know they're gonna probably be doing SmackDown 25 in the next whatever couple years that's gonna be, but you know, I do uh-huh. I I do hope uh, it is better than Raw 25. All right, so uh, uh, we're gonna be moving on real quick and ho- hold that thought. So Quarto, your girl Brie Bella, as we know, <laughs> uh, why she gotta be my girl, man? Yeah, because you do. I know I drafted her. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brie Bella, you know, obviously from this past week on uh, last week on Raw, has uh, not lived Morgan out cold. And people, you know, just been talking about it all week and how reckless she is. And you know that you know uh, Ruby Riot and uh, you know the whole Riot Squad was mad at her and stuff like that. And the people were giving their opinions in support of Brie. But you know, I talked about it a little bit on my raw review, but we really didn't get into it, especially with you guys. I want to get y'all pins about what happened. And for those who don't know, but I'm pretty sure y'all do, Brie Bella not only kicked Liv Morgan in the face and knocked her out, she kicked her twice in the face and knocked her out. She gave uh, Ruby Riot. I finally went back and watched the footage of her giving Ruby Riot that stiff arm, and Ruby Riot was just like, "If I had a gun." <laughs> yo, yo, because at that moment. Ruby Riot stopped being Ruby Riot, Riot the wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> started started being Ruby Riot. Riot the person. Yeah, she started to, to turn to Riot. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. Like it was like, throw hands. Yes. Instantaneously. <laughs> I'm about to say you about to get your receipt, girl. You about to get your receipt. Absolutely. So you know, okay. So y'all, y'all see, I'm gonna start with you, Q Flow. So just, okay, good. Then I say. <laughs> you was on the Raw review last week with me, so I want to get your your take on uh, Brie Bella kind of being reckless. She's she's reckless. I mean, it's it's ring rust, but it's like bad ring rust. Like, it, oh man, it's all star rust. I don't know now. <laughs> now, I mean, there were rumors that a uh, couple these young ladies in the writing squad were saying some. Uh, Sexualizing things about her husband, and Brie caught wind of it. Those are, it's just rumors. I don't know. It's just rumors. Uh, other rumors was that um, it's twenty eighteen. I, I forgot. I, mean, I forgot the I, other rumor. That was the main rumor I seen. But uh, I just want to say off that it's twenty eighteen. I need people to stop being hurt by words. But all right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's it, it is low key reckless. And you know what's crazy? I didn't know she. I've seen the knockout kicks. I didn't know she stiff arm Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she gotta she gotta slow down like 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 that adrenaline. I get it, you bet. That adrenaline is crazy, but you need to slow down. We seen what happened when 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 Braun got reckless on Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, slow down. <laughs> just just slow down and work the match. Yeah, Brock. Uh, yeah, Brock tamed that down real quick though. I'm gonna say, but see, cause Brock get away with that shit, but uh. That shit was scary, though. I'm like, duh. Yeah. What? <laughs> but just remember, this is what you call the reality check. 
<laughs> so uh, let's let you know about that. And I, I don't. I think Ruby would have got punishment if she gave the Bellas a reality check or receipt, as they call it. Uh, Quato, your thoughts on the Brie Bell? Right, so, so since Brie's been back, she came in as Stiff Miz real hard, which yeah. Maurice commented about backstage. Said, "I know, I know, this is our job, but did you forget how to do it?" Oh, so and, and then she just committed suicide. It wasn't a dive. She <laughs> just just said, "Forget it all." <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Then it. Then so when that first kick hit Liv Morgan, fuck out, and you saw her eyes fully closed, days back, it was like, oh, that's not selling. She sleep. <laughs> uh huh. And she was like, oh, well, let's keep kicking her. I was like, wait, wait. Down to the pin, when she actually had to let her go herself, because they was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to tell the story. The story was, yo, she sleep. That they, that, you know how they do, like, scheduled commercial breaks? Yeah. If you watch that role, it was like, one, two. Oh, man, we'll be back right after this. Yeah. <laughs> they threw that during a commercial break so fast, because they came back and Liv Morgan was gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then after that, like you said, that forearm to Ruby, when you just see Ruby, she like look at the camera and people like, yo, did she really hit me like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Down to when they come back to Bree, you can see fear in Bree's eyes, like, wait a minute. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. And you know what? Maybe she needs to go to the performance center or something. Maybe. Maybe. Look, I'm trying to be nice. Maybe Daniel Bryan needs to pull her on the side. They're like, baby, we need to talk. Heck, maybe Nikki needs to sit her down and be like, Bree, what are you doing? Because it's crazy. For years, I believe Bree Bella was the more talented of the Bella sisters. And she looking really, really rusty, like Q Flow said right now. So I don't know what she got to do to get back in her groove, but she needs to do it ASAP. Yeah, because she's, she's, I don't want to say she's going to get somebody hurt. She got somebody hurt. She needs to slow down. Right. And she's essential to the raw women's storyline right now. Like, she's a part of it. Like, they killed the Miz with Maurice thing part. I almost feel like somehow Marie said backstage, like, yo, I'm going to hurt her, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> uh-huh. And and then on Raw side, does, don't she have that six-man match coming up against the Riot Squad? Yep. Yep. Can that still happen? <laughs> Ronda about to do all the work. If you want to, if you want to stiff somebody, you you don't want to stiff Ronda. I'll be honest with you on that one. Right, especially if the rumors are true and we playing up to a Nikki oh, yeah. Bella versus yeah. Ronda Rousey versus thing. Ronda. Ooh, so bad. So so if she accidentally, because I do believe they are all accidents. If she accidentally, you know, when they do the trade on Rhonda and hit Rhonda the wrong type of way, Rhonda might really break her arm. <laughs> yeah, that is a they thing. Are jeopard- they are jeopardizing main event matches. 
I mean, I'm not saying that this is necessarily a main event match, but this is the big one of the big women's matches on this upcoming Super Show specialty Australia pay per view. What is going on? Yeah. I don't, we don't even know if Liv Morgan is capable of wrestling this upcoming weekend. Okay. I think. I mean, they said she had a concussion, clearly, but um, she she's taking impact us now, so we won't know. Well, so there's too much going on. I'm gonna cut it probably, short. They're probably going. They're probably going to sit her down. Right. I'm gonna cut it She'll short. She'll be out there, but they're gonna sit her down. Right. I'm gonna absolutely cut my thought short, and they need to be like Brie. You need to get it together, obviously. Well, okay, so here's my thing on it, because I'm going to go from, from two sides of the spectrum here. Uh, in defense of Brie Bella, because I'm, I'm playing both sides here, wrestling is a contact sport. And, you know, Correct. there are going to be stiff. People get stiffed every day. That's just the way it is. I mean, you can uh-huh. go look, look, look at matches and people, you can get some hard kicks in them knees. I'm like, all that wasn't slapping your leg. I heard your chin check. A little bit on that, so you know like, these things happen. And uh, Brie Bella is a little rusty. She like she just came back from she, she she's a mother. She's came from having a child, and she's coming back to you know wrestling ring. That adrenaline is pumping. However, this is the thing, you know, like what uh, she ain't the one people that you gotta go back to the performance center. What Brie Bella needs to do is stick to her move set. Because everything that Brie Bella has messed up on is her husband's moves. She's not Daniel Bryan. So, she don't need to do the yes kicks. She don't need to dive through the ropes. She does not, she don't need to do any of that kind of stuff because that's not her moveset. And she's taking her husband's moves to, to do one thing, get over. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But you can tell by the way, like, Daniel Bryan, every time he does a yes kick, there's a pause in there. It's a kick, reset, kick, reset, kick, reset. That's what it is. Uh-huh. They don't do that. She, she, she just started like kicking to the point where she actually looked away. And I know people were saying, well, Liv should have just, uh, you know, kept up. I'm like, but when you when you get kicked like that in the velocity, your head is going to come down. And eventually, her kicks was not level with her chest, and she kicked her in the head. And I'm like, okay, this ain't your move to do. Your move, Brie Bella, is when they're on the bottom rope laying down, you scream Brie mode and you run, give them a knee attack. That's your thing. Well, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You just asked for Brie Bella to keep to her moveset, right? Yeah. Her moveset. Since becoming Brie mode, since the start of Total Divas, have been Daniel Bryan. No, 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 no. Not all of it, because she she really did not start doing them yes kicks until WrestleMania 32, which was her last matchup. And even when she was doing it and diving through the ropes, that's when Brie was a full-time wrestler. She was in shape. That's fine. She took two years off. And you can't, you can't do take two years off and then come back and do the same. Daniel Bryan is not even doing the same moveset all the time until he gets more comfortable in what he's doing. He rarely dives through the ropes now. You recognize that? He runs to yeah. does, that, does that drop kick because, like, hey, it can, it can really mess me up. However, Brie Bella is coming back thinking, hey, I'm the, still, I'm the same uh, 
Brie Bella from WrestleMania 32. You're not. Because, number one, you gain weight. Okay? And I, I, I'm not saying it's bad weight. You, she, got, she got thicker because she had a child. You gain weight. Go ahead. So, yeah, she, she gained weight. On top of that, you're you're uh, going up against different superstars. Remember, Riot Squad was still on NXT when Brie Bella left. And so were a lot of other women. So, you know, there's different styles you got to, you know, go through. And on top of that, you're, you're really using your husband's moveset to get over. And honestly, like you folks say, she got to slow down. And when she slows down, you, you've got to stick to simple things and work your way back up to it. Because first of all, I don't even know if Brie is going to be a full-time person at, uh, at uh, after this or not. She's going to still be part-time or not. Well, well, let me ask you this, um, and this, this might bring this point home a little bit. Do you watch Total Divas? Yes, not no more though. Do but you yeah, watch I watch. Total... I hear you. Do you watch? Do you guys watch Total Bellas? No. I stop. I, I stop watching Total Bellas. I, I really can't. Stand. I don't watch either. That's no problem. That's no problem. But y'all absolutely know of the show. Yeah. I still watch both because I like laughing at stupid people on reality TV. Uh huh. Let me let me tell you. Breeze Bella whole life is doing too much. Yeah, no. This is who. This is unfortunately. This is who she is. No, 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 no. If no, I no. go by the current episode that was on, that she said, "Oh, our president has parted ways with Birdie B." So she was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna be the president now and do stuff." And Daniel Bryan looked dead at her. I'm gonna support you, but do you have any idea what you're doing? And it's the same thing with her in the ring. I'm do whatever I want. I'm just going to do stuff. And I, it's like, once again, it's, it goes exactly to what you said, Q-Flow, slow down. It goes exactly what you said, Mr. A&E, get back to what you know. And it goes to who she is. What she know is doing too much at all times. It ain't smart. But then- I would personally say that um, Nikki Bella is the one that does a lot when it comes to, I guess, being extra, if you want to say it that way. But what Brie Bella is, like I said, somebody has to like let her know. Like, you, First of all, you know who really should be uh, you know, held accountable for all this kind of stuff? Everybody's pointing fingers at Brie or Liv. What about the referee? Because if y'all remember, after she got knocked out, the referee let her tag back in to do that big, uh, three woman mm, suplex. Yeah. You no, yeah. you call her off because see that right there that could have caused even more damage. And now you don't even know where your damage is coming from because she took a suplex where the back of her head hit somebody's arm. You should have just waved it all off and be like, "Look, go home." After that happened, you should just told Ruby you you. Tell Bree getting the tie in this ring. Y'all take it home right now. Y'all don't have to come back. Now, I I kind of credit Liv Morgan for being tough and all that, but still, that's not smart. Nah, nah, that's not smart. And I'm just saying, so I'm like, you know, I'm you can't give the excuse that Bree has been extra all her life, but uh, it's to the point where it's like, okay, well, that's how she is on reality TV. Reality TV is scripted anyway. They ain't got nothing to do with you doing with what you doing in the ring, and they got nothing to do with you like of, of you be able to protect your fellow woman. That's what you have to do. And 
and see, because that is how like naive she's being. If you can't dive through the ropes the first time, don't try the second time. It's done. The spot is dead. Okay, you know, like and wait till you feel more comfortable in doing that. She tried it twice in the same night on Raw. Like, don't do that. You know, and this is like it's it, it's like a sense of carelessness or anything of that nature. So, you know, that's how kind of basically how I, I'm looking at the situation. I don't think people should just shame her off and say performance center. I mean, you know, she don't need to go back to performance center. It ain't like she forgot her ready. She's working to say she just needs to slow down. She needs to get the ring rust off, and she needs to go back and do some standard matches, some one on one, some stuff like that, just to get herself back into it. And then you know, see, just, my thing is now though is who. Uh, Who's gonna want to work with her? I'm good point too, but I mean, but you got you got you got the time. I mean, what you know, as of right now, we gotta see how evolution turns out because if she turns on Ronda, I'm just saying, you know, if she if she stiff Ronda, you know, Ronda should just clack and then you know, I think she'll just collapse down. So okay, you know, we're, we're gonna move past you know Brie Bella because I don't want to dedicate no whole show to Brie Bella. To be honest with you, but um. <laughs> So, you, you know what's funny now? We're finally at the first round of the May Young Classic. And we're going to the second round. And, you know, I have not talked about it on this podcast not one bit. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, wait a minute. Th- this thing been going on for a while. And I was like, all right, because, you know, they uh released a weekly. They didn't do it like they did last year. Like, released, like, the first four episodes you could binge watch and stuff like that. So, you know, every week there's a, you know, May Young Classic thing going up until October. So, I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, well, let me just check it out one night. Yo, in my personal opinion, this is just me now, I enjoyed this one more so than the first one. Why? Why? You know, because I, okay, you know, first of all, has it, other quadro, you, you obviously seen it. How about you, Q? You haven't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, because the first time they did the Man Classic, to be honest with you, it seemed like they grabbed, like, five, six great wrestlers some older wrestlers that you know that's not going to win, and the wrestlers like just jobbers, like your Vanessa Bournes of the world. I mean, she's a good seller, and she's uh she's getting better, but you know she wasn't going to go far. This one looks like they went out and got some legit athletes, like some legit women. I have been really, really shocked, surprised, and interested in almost all the competitors this year. Almost. And they bring their own unique style to it, and it's so cultural heavy. Like, to, like there are women literally from all over the world. I kind of felt that a little bit in the first one, but this one I felt it more for some reason. It kind of reminded me of CWC. Like, all over the world, we getting these women, and they each bring something to the table type thing. How about you, Quadro? See, now... I, my why wasn't because I disagree or dislike it. I just want to see your reason. Now, I've watched the whole first one as well. I'm watching the second one. And I'm almost at the point that, A, I'm looking at the moves. B, I'm looking at their personality. And C, I'm just trying to imagine them somewhere in the WWE. Uh-huh. And even though I feel like I'm getting some great matches out of these people... I'm looking at some of them as like, it's not like you're not bad. It's not like you want to be a great addition. I'm not sure if I can see you in the environment of WWE. And I feel like that takes it away from me for a little bit. Or like I'm looking at some, I'm like, yo, you absolutely need to be in NXT. 
but I can't see you as a main roster presence right now. Well, I mean, they got to go through the CWC. To, I mean, the CWC. They got to go through NXT to prove that, though. So, I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you, but I'm, when I'm looking at certain wrestlers, like, I'm looking at a Mia Yim. So, I'm up there looking at Jade, girl from the dollhouse. I know you. I've seen what you can do. And it, part of me is like, I feel like I'm looking at her and I'm like, you're doing actively less than what you can normally do. But then... But at the same time, that could be because I know of her history. But that's just me. That don't mean everyone know of her history. So I think I'm like real, really scrutinizing this. And let's be real, it ain't bad. Let's be real, it ain't bad. I'm just so looking forward to how this is gonna end. You know what I'm saying? Um. Okay. I'm gonna look. Mm-hmm. No, I I can't because. Did, I, I think this is one of the problems that wrestling fans, or, you know, fans in general have. We're spoiled. And what I mean by that is because this talk wouldn't be even talk years ago. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we're looking at, like, I don't see you performing on the main roster. And it's like, I'm looking at all these women. They all bring something to the main roster. And it's not that they can't handle it. It's some of the facts is that Vince gonna be Vince. That's just the way it's gonna be. You got uh-huh. you, you got Bailey you got the whole four horsewomen. The only one that really shined at the four horsewomen was Sasha and Charlotte, but now it's only uh Becky. It's like each person is gonna get their turn. No matter what happened we have so many wrestlers on the car and everything that it's like okay and first of all all of them ain't signed. You only got about a handful that signed NXT, kind of like they did last year. Only five of them signed. And if you look at all the five that signed last year from the Mae Young Classic, look at them now. Baszler, good. Zayn is the champion. Is there enough to say about Bianca Belair? Dakota Kai is great. And I'm loving Lacey Evans. Those were the ones that signed. And everybody Was else. And Royce in it as well? Say what? Wasn't Peyton Royce in it as well? No. I'm just trying. I got to go back and look. I got to go back no, and look. Peyton Royce been in NXT about two years before the Mayo Classic was even a thing. Oh, damn. Yeah, Peyton Royce been there for a minute. So, you know, but then you have other wrestlers like Tony Storm, Piper Niven, and all them that was in there last year, and Serena Deeb and all them. and They're older people, but it's just like, well, not Piper Niven and Tony Storm. But once again, Tony Storm came back, <sighs> you know, and it's like... Oh, uh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of repeats that was here last year. Um, there's a lot of new faces, but there's definitely a lot of repeats. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like a match with um, um, Brazilian girl that does the karate. Um, Tyconi, I can't yeah. think of her name right Ty- now. Tyrone yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at her like, I watched her match, I watched how it ended, and I'm watching like the joy and the celebration in her face, and I'm actually looking at it thinking like, why? You, <laughs> you... You already work here. Um, I legit think you performed more last year than you did in this match. But I'm not. But why are you so happy? I don't. I don't understand all the excitement. Why not? You see, once again, you Pete, wrestling fans want to say, "I want something different from WWE." You get it, and then you compare it to WWE. You're not being fair. If the rest, 
every wrestling fan I've heard has said how much they want something different and alternative from WWE. This is what the Mae Young Classic is. But then when it happens, we're comparing it right back to WWE. So what in reality is you want competition. You want that old Monday Night War feel again. We're not. We're just not at that level, or we're not going to go back to that probably ever again. So right now, she's happy because she's advancing in the tournament. It ain't about... I already work here. I want that trophy. I want to win the tournament. That's all it is. It's competitiveness. It ain't like, okay, you, you're working at NXT. Why are you so happy? Bruh, this is wrestling. You got to put... It, it. It's like you're putting your real life feeling into what's supposed to be storyline. And don't balance that way. It's like if she if she win and she happy and she she's cool with that and it's like hey I'm one step closer to going to uh, getting that trophy and going closer to be in the uh, the whole WWE Evolution like that's a big thing for them and it's like we see TNA do it and they they've done this already but this is the first time WWE has ever done it everybody you could have asked everybody right here would Vince McMahon have done this years ago. And the question would have been like, no. hell no. no. But for them to actually even attempt to think about putting a woman... And first of all, honestly, I hate to say it like this also, the Women's Evolution pay-per-view is only a market employee because they're going to Saudi Arabia in the next week after that and no women are allowed. So we got to give the women oh, that's something. Why, that's why, yeah, that's why, they, that's why they're having Evolution in the first place because they couldn't go to the Royal Rumble. Exactly. So I'm like, so now since you got Crown Jewel, we're going to do this anyway. So yeah, we're going to toss you a bone anyway because the money talks, period. But that's another story. Crown Jewel. Okay. Oh, that, that, look, I go on a whole tangent of that for a minute. Later. Later. We'll see you later. Yeah, we'll see. But, but what I'm saying is, like, you brought up Mia Yim, right? I yeah. found out more about Mia Yim this year than I did last year. I was like, when I seen her last year, I was like, that's Jade from TNA. Who's good and she should go far. She didn't. I didn't even know she was Blazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is she caught up the Blazing baddie? And Nick, uh, my wife had to look up, and I was just like, oh, she's half black? I didn't even know that. And then I was like, because she got this, she, she got this, like, this gimmick that's like this, like this, uh, Asian, Korean street gimmick. I'm like, kind of like Aquafina. Right, right. And I'm like, right. is she like an Asian woman thug? Yeah, Gangsta exactly. Right. And I'm like, and why is Sheldon Benjamin taking shots at her on Twitter like this? And come to find out, I'm like, she got a hat that says Blazing on it. I'm like, what's going on, Mia? Because I never knew that. And I'm just like, that made me even more into the man. And, and her fishing move was named Soul Food. Come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, are you serious? That's, that's wild, though, but it's to eat the feet, though. It, it's, it's, you know, no, sorry, girl, Kim. Soul Food better, though. Because when, when she first... <laughs> No, 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 I'm sorry. Me and you came off came off the top rope with it, bro. I'm sorry. She came off the top rope with it that first round. So, in, in other words, though, they, I think, see, the first, the uh, last year was just pure wrestling. I think this year, and don't get me wrong, they had personality, they had little backstories, but this year, these women are showing that we we got the complete package now. And that's just getting me into it. And I like a couple names from the first round. Like first off, why doesn't uh, Mercedes Martinez have a job? Like here. Yo, look, I agree with that one completely. Okay. After her performance last year, I'm like, so she not signed? 
respect. I'm Seriously. About Piper Nevin, like, where, how have you not debuted yet? Like, what happened? Or, um, well, the big Piper didn't Russian sign yet, though. Names escaping me. Piper didn't or, sign yet, like, though. Yeah, why didn't Piper, like, those type of questions I also wonder at the same time, too. Why isn't Mercedes working here? Why isn't Piper working here? Why is it um the big Russian girl? Can't think of her name from last year. Why is she working here? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, like I said, we want them to work here, but they got other obligations in the Indies and wherever they're at right now because they know it's like okay, NXT is a good place to be for women, but everybody don't have the main roster, and on top of that, they weren't all offered a contract. Like you, you, you gotta take a consideration. Triple H know what to look for, opposed to us. We as fans know what to look for, but he's he's there. He works with these women behind the scenes. He knows their personality. He knows he knows how to work with these women and says, you know what, you're going to be a great asset to NXT. You're not, so we're not going to offer you a contract. The woman that they wanted, they offered a contract to, and look how they have all blossomed. That's and that's what I'm saying. So everybody's not going to get a contract, but like. In the first round, there was someone... First of all, Cedric Alexander's wife. She's not the greatest wrestler, but she got, some, she got some great... The big swole, I'm like, I like her. I her like charisma her. charisma is amazing. And what I like about her specifically, she got something you can't teach. Yeah. It, it, it's all Man. natural. Right, I, I, I'm trying to find more way to dig into it deeper, but that's really how the only way I can put it right now is like she got that, mm, she got that factor that you like. I want to see more of that. Oh, but her wrestling ain't that good. I can teach you to wrestle. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you it, when you when you see her wrestling uh, Xerxes, is it, is it Xerxes? Am I saying her name right? I don't. I can't Xerxes. say that right either. Yeah, look, you gotta see the name, Q Flow. You, you gotta see the name. X E N R S X N Move. I'm like, is it? <laughs> it okay, it, it's spelled Z E U X I S. Z E U. Wow, okay. Yeah. Dude, same way they had this match between these two Asian women, and I thought Bruh. that match was amazing. Bruh. First of all, <laughs> okay, so it was China. I think it was a, a Japanese woman and a Chinese woman. Yep. So it was yep. uh, Zia Brooks side, I think it was, and Oro Suzuki, I maybe was. I right. think this was the match. Let me tell you something. So, Q-Flow, the bell rings. Yes, sir. They take a bow, and they get in Street Fighter Five battle pose. Like, Yo, what? That really happened. <laughs> that really happened. That happened. Clear it, one. All, yeah. I, all I see across the street was fight. Like, that's all I seen. Right. And they was going there with the open palm slaps and hit. I'm like, whoa, is this a wrestling match? Or are we in a straight rumble in the Bronx type situation right here? It was counter for counter. Move for move. Like, I saw her hit down an X. She did the perfect flowing back flip. But it was like a full black flip out into a drop kick. Hit the ground key up. And I want to let you know, all that missed. Exactly. Because the other person countered all of it, and I'm like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> and of, you know, and then there was and there's another. There's somebody else that impressed me too. Lacey Lane has a career are we, here. Are we talking about the really small girl? We talking about little package Leo Rush Pitbull girl? 
Yes, look. Yo, look. she got look. a future here. So, Q-Flow, you gonna yes, you, you gonna like this? So there's this. There, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch this. There's there's a small little small. package girl. Like she's small. She's about like five foot four eleven, whatever. Then she she's small. She about Leo Rush height, and uh, uh-huh. it's this black girl with these faux locks, right? But she got these green eyes, and for some reason, she do Ember Moon better than Ember Moon. And, and I'm sitting yeah, there like, I say yo, because Ember Moon's good. Yeah, because Ember. And then first of all, she like like Quattro will tell you she's good. Like she, you could tell. Uh-huh. And uh, Leo Rush is in the audience. She had a match with Leo Rush. She she wasn't trained by Leo. She had a match with Leo Rush, and she came from the Dudley Boys School. Yes. And she's good. And I mean. Her uh, her opponent, that Vanessa uh, Craven girl, I'm like okay, yeah, yeah I, I would I wasn't she was from Canada. She was huge, by the way. She, she was huge. She was not huge than the other girl that was um. Oh, with the with, with the pigtails. Yeah. Like for NCIS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I'm sorry, guys. Look, ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm telling you, if you looked at that, I looked at her, I was like, shouldn't you be in a lab somewhere? It, she like, was she was huge. Like <laughs> no, but, but the girl Lacey Lane, though, she just keeps coming. She knows how to counter and get out of situations. Like, I would love to see her in a match with, like, Nia Jax. I would like to see her in, like, a big woman, little woman type matchup, because... It was good because the reason why I said Nia Jax is because Nia Jax is better than the v- Vanessa Craven girl that she was wrestling. So I think Nia Jax would, uh-huh. would make a big, big girl or like a Beth Phoenix or like, a, you know, somebody that's bigger than she is because she just keeps coming. And I'm like, and they said that I think she signed the NXT. I'm like, yes, get her. Yes. Get her. Like, something I'll definitely admit about this. I don't. I think this one was way less predictable than last year's. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because I didn't see. Because the way she pulled that crucifix bomb, I was like, "Oh, I know you got that." Right. Like there was this one match, and I apologize to everybody for not knowing these females' names. I am sorry, but it was this girl that was like pretty much evil Becky Lynch. We know Becky Lynch is doing a heel for sort of right now. Yeah. This chick was evil Becky Lynch versus a chick that said, I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. that was her whole persona. I'm a witch and I worship witches. And I'm sitting there, in my head, I'm like, this feels like a throwaway match. I don't know why they both is here. And the whole time, the announcers are piping up like, this girl, everyone talks about her. And I'm like, all right, I'm not really seeing that. Then the match started. And in the beginning of the match, I'm like, mm, it's all right. About two minutes into the match, I feel like she flipped a switch. All the wrestling ability was uncanny. Like, <laughs> her personality shines so strong. And then the way even the match finished, and this is, I'm not trying to give it away because QFO, I want you to see this. It's like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm like, looking at this like, that. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like, like, I need to go back and watch this again, but I need more matches with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Q-Flow, there has, in reality, there all wrestlers can't, now I'm not saying, you know, some you could tell some women are better than the others, but this year, I didn't, the first round of me was not boring at all. And that's just the first round. And I'm like, now, since we're getting into the second round, to see these uh, girls, you know, fight better competition, like, I'm, 
I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Wednesday night is the best night in wrestling. I I actually watch 205 all the way through the Mae Young Classic and don't skip nothing. So I watch 205 Live, NXT, and Mae Young. I'm like, I I, I get that so much better than Raw and SmackDown every week. I'm dead serious. And um, Caitlyn is back. I'm not going to disagree back. with that. Wait, 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 you said what, Quattro? I'm not going to disagree with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, me personally, if somebody asks me, would I rather watch Raw, SmackDown, or Wednesday Night Block, I'm going to pick the Wednesday Night Block, hands down. Mm. And, and uh, Caitlyn is back. And she uh she moved on to the to the second round, but she's going up against me and Yim in the second round. So I already know close the curtain for Caitlyn. But it, it was nice seeing her back though. She looked good. And um, I can't one hundred percent say that. I really can't one hundred percent say that. Like I I'm not gonna lie, the wrestling fan in me was like they're not going to end Caitlyn's story right here. But at the same time, I'm just sitting there like. At the same time, me and is back for the second time. I don't think they're just going to write her off like that for a second time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, me like, personally, I'm I going with my... I can't call it. <laughs> You're right. You know, I'm going with my girl Mia. I'm going with my girl Mia. I'm just saying. Eight and, um... What was the... The, uh, gymnast. What, what was her name? Uh, what was it? Kathy... The one, the, one, the one that was on American Warrior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Uh, Kathy... Yeah. Kazono... Kazaro? Something like that. So, Q-Flow, wow. when she comes to the ring, right, she don't use the steps, <clears throat> she don't use the apron, she scales the ring post. And I'm like... She scales the ring post? She yes. scales the ring post to come into the ring. I'm like, wow. I just never seen that before. And it's something so simple, but she just, she really, foot on the ring post, not touching the apron at all, and she scales the whole ring post coming into the ring. I was like, that's unique. And the way she does her gymnast stuff, like remember uh, Quattro when she was in, oh, she she did a springboard, but did a perfect like twist in the air. Yep. And I was like, she's a whole gymnast doing this shit. Like I like her. Same way. Um, I think uh, I don't remember a hundred percent who I think. I'm sorry. She fought somebody in the first round. The girl that was calling herself the fashionista. Oh, you, t- um, um, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I remember talk- they was talking about their reuniting this rivalry that they've had, like, forever. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay. But the fashionista, from her intro promo to the way she just carried herself in the ring, you, she's another one of these women for me. It's like, you got that factor. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we need to work with your moves. You are not wrong. Yes, you got that it factor. Mm-hmm. I need more of you as well. You're right. Um, also, the Rhea Ripley and MJ Jenkins. Rhea Ripley is uh she did pretty good. She she was prepped back from cause she got over. I think she got looked no, she was either looked over, or she was in there last year and didn't make it. MJ Jenkins, the one the girl that calls herself Afrolicious. Okay. Yes. Alright, I remember her now. She signed with uh NXT. She's at the performance oh, wow. center, and um, she did pretty. She, she did. She does pretty good. She got charisma too. Right. She got charisma. Isn't Rhea Ripley one of the four horsewomen of UFC? No. No. That's uh. So, okay. Yeah, that's somebody else. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Jessamine Duke and uh, I forgot the other one. Okay. Um, it's not Rhea Ripley though. Diana. Okay. Per, per, uh, what's her name? 
Perazzo? Perazzo, yes. Versus Patricia uh, Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was feeling her. Now, see, I'm sorry, y'all. Rhonda, that's how you do it. That's how you look a convincing armbar. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Rhonda don't know how to do an armbar. I'm saying Rhonda don't know how to do a good armbar in WWE. Because if you look at uh, Perazzo's and Becky Lynch's, their armbars look like that shit is dangerous. And Rhonda does not. She, I'm in other words, she has to find another way to make her armbar look more devastating. And I'm like, the way she did her armbar in this in in the uh, May Young Classic, I was like, I enjoyed that. I I enjoyed um, Homegirl from uh, Nitro, the old uh, Japanese woman. Uh-huh. You, you you remember her quality? That's uh, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Maliko, uh, when it was her versus Killer Kelly, and I was just like, whoa. I like her. I was like, because I was like, I forgot she was on Nitro. I remember that match. I actually saw that match live. Not live there, but live on TV. But, I agree. Uh, so, but in, 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 in overall, yeah. overall, I thought the whole first round was really good. Like, I, I have, I'm really, I, I'm actually mad at myself that I did not watch this, like, weeks ago. And I should just, you know, why am I catching up now? Type thing. Uh-huh. So, I am I am very really, really so right now, uh, the second round looking pretty good. We got Maliko versus Mercedes uh, Mercedes Martinez. We got Lacey Lane versus uh, Tarina Tarina. You know what I'm trying to say for Brazil. Black belt. Black belt. Yeah. I'm just gonna call her black belt. Uh, <laughs> Tony Storm versus Herrero. Uh. I'm not good with Japanese names at all, so I don't even want to be. I don't. I don't want to get like Jr. did in New Japan, so I don't even want to do that. <laughs> Mia Yim versus Caitlyn. Uh, Nicole Matthews versus Tia Knox. Rhea Ripley versus uh Casey Cazero. I see Rhea Ripley winning that one. <coughs> uh, Oil Sharia versus Xerxes. I don't see Xerxes winning that one. First of all, everybody was mad when uh uh. Ariel Monroe well, she lost. Won. It, 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 it was like she booing her. I was just like, "Oh damn!" I thought I honestly thought Cedric's wife was going to go to like the second round. I mean, I understand why she didn't, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying. But still, right? Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're, yeah, and uh, Deanna Perazzo uh, versus uh, uh, the 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 lead woman. I once again, uh, from mm-hmm. China. Cause the one she was in it last year—that's her first match ever. So now she's back, and so she she won it once the second round. So I'm really like this is really looking up. This is really looking up. So, I'm 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 have to go back and watch this because this sounds lit. Oh, oh, dude, it look. I'm I'm it telling is. you, my wife stayed up and watched it with me. And I'm just saying, I'm just like, no, I'm like, you gotta see this girl, you gotta see this girl, you gotta see this girl. And she was like, yo, I like her. No, but I like her more. No, but I, I, I can't forget about her. That's, that's how it is. There's so many women that is in it that's like, I wanna see them signed. Now, going back to your point, Quattro, if I wanna see, now, we've we seen the five that were signed from uh, season one of May Young Classic. If you could sign right. just five women that you seen at the first round, what would the five be? I need me and him to have a contract. I agree. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Want, I want Mercedes Martinez to have a contract. 
I'll take Lacey Lane. That's three. Yeah. <sighs> Would you give Kayla another Asian. contract? I don't know if I want Caitlyn back. I understand that. Um, Asian woman with the fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta learn their names eventually. I really do. Uh huh. And um, Cedric's wife, but she needs time. I will bring her in, but that don't mean I'm gonna put her on TV. You know oh, what I'm no, saying? Oh no, 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 no. She'll be in the performance center for about two years. Right, right. You won't work here. Yeah. But you won't work here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's fair. Me personally, yeah. I, I would sign um Diana Peraza. I'm signing uh-huh. her. Mia Yim, Lacey Lane, uh Tony Storm. Like I need yeah. to sign Tony Storm. And I will actually pick a Rhea Ripley was very dangerous. Like I, I, I think I would like her, but I think I would like the, the uh, gymnast girl, Kathy Catzero. I think I would pick. Uh, I, I would pick her. Up. Yeah, I would pick her up. The reason why I wouldn't sign Mercedes Martinez because I think right now she's at the point where she she got two full time jobs, take care of her family, and do this. She can't do that on a Vince schedule. It's just not going to work. Oh yeah, something gonna get cut. Yeah, something gonna get cut. <laughs> I'm gonna get cut. So she will work. You're right. You're right. She will work better as like working at the performance center, like a trainer. I see her in that role. Not all, all right. Not that I don't disagree with you. I see her as a trainer, but I feel like she also deserves her shine. You know what I'm saying? She does. Hey, look, I've been watching Mercedes Martinez since W uh, was a WEW. Trust me. Okay, so no. I, I, I I know. Trust me. Stay away from that. So I'm about to say, but uh, yeah, I, I I I do agree with you. But you know what, Q Flow, when you have time, no, Betty, I take that back. Make time, because we, we if you try to find time, it ain't gonna work. Make time to go and check out this Mae Young Classic, the first round, because the first round just finished. And because by the time Evolution comes around, when you see the finals, you want to see how they got up to there. Right. Yeah, it's pretty. Look, bro, I, I, I sat here this one day and binge watched the whole first round Uh, from like 8 to, was it 8 to 10 or 8 to 12 or 8 to 11? Yeah, it didn't take me that long at all. It's like, it's like watching Raw. Shit, if I can watch Raw, at least I can watch some good wrestling. Right, I, I really sat there. Like, I remember I sitting there during Tony Storm's match. I was like, points? Wait, I don't know if this counts. Whatever, I'm glad it was a good match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, picked her for good reason. You've seen it. <laughs> but but you know what? Let's be fair. If you want to talk about, uh, you know, you know, calculating points and stuff like that, we, we can go on 205 Live. Because I watched 205 Live this past week. I, and I was like, you know what? Let me actually sit down and watch a full episode of 205 Live because they had just been doing great since Triple H took over. And once again, it did not disappoint. Uh, the first matchup we had was a a, a first one of... What was it, the first one? Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. It was the Mandy Hour, the 23-year-old piece of gold, Leo Rush. Yeah, my guy. Leo Rush versus Noam Dar. And the funny thing is, Leo Rush is the heel. He's being the heel throughout the matchup. 
But no Web Dar is just getting booed because everybody's feeling Leo Rush right now. And um, I'm like, now, go, ahead, go yeah. ahead. I have a question after this. No, 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 no. You can ask your question. All right, my question is, and and with the two hundred five thing was going on because now we all know there's a couple of people on two hundred five that are, you're pretty much moonlighting on Raw. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. How are you a a a real heel on two hundred five, but then you Bobby Lashley's manager, real face, or how are you the, I mean, the general managers manager? Managers can always persuade you to go the other way. Corrupt your morals, get to that goal. But at the same time, how are you the general manager of 205 Live, and then, you know what, you the mascot of AOP? What? Like, certain things I don't understand. Okay, look. I don't understand. I'm lost. The whole Drake Maverick thing, number one, it makes him look worse. He don't have to dress up like AOP. Like, he don't. He don't have to be there with AOP. Look, he, he don't, but however, it I thought it, it could have been good. Like if he says, "Hey, I got a bit business investment that I, I'm gonna check into uh, off the books, right?" And you go over to Raw and say, "Hey, AOP is my business investment, so I got some stock over here on Raw." As and I'm General Manager Two Hundred Five Live. I would I would have been cool with that, but him coming out as like mini AOP, like he's like AO. Like, I'm like I don't like that. <laughs> But Leo Rush, though, his gimmick ain't changed from Raw to 205 Live. He's still the same. It's just that he's being his heel character with the face. And if you look at Bobby Lashley, like he is, he look like money, he smell like money because he is money. Because he is. <laughs> Who is going to pick, Bobby Lashley, Body, or Kevin Owens? Facts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, facts. It got nothing. Yeah. It got nothing. Bobby Lashley is chiseled to the gills right now, and, and on top of that, he was in the he served this country in the army. Vince, all you know, America, fuck yeah. Oh, Bobby Lashley ain't going nowhere. Okay, and Vince McMahon will happily have Bobby Lashley kick Kevin Owens' ass all damn day. Okay, because I don't think Vince likes Kevin Owens' sloppy style, and I I, I don't mean wrestling. I mean dressing like. Even when he said before, like you, you wear a t-shirt and ball shorts to like to wrestle. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he's good though, but I'm like, but so yeah, so you gonna put Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley, and because Bobby Lashley need help talking, Elias and Kevin Owens don't have that problem. So you got Leo Rush doing that, being he, he said who he is. I'm the hype man, and I'm gonna hype you up, and I'm gonna come on two or five live, and I'm gonna do my business. But he had he had a match in Open Door, good opening matchup in uh, the contest. At first, I thought D'Lo Brown had the best frog splash. But do you see Leo <laughs> rush to the lowdown? Leo rush to the low. He gets really, really high. He gets high, <laughs> and he tucks it all the way in. Like, his head is damn near by his dick, and he come back out and, and perform that frog splash. And then he does he does a D'Lo Brown frog splash with an RVD cell at the end of it. So you take it the two best uh-huh. frog splashes, and um, put them together. It's it's great. So Leo Leo Rush won the matchup against Noam Dar. Then Brian Kendrick came out with his new stable of Drew Gulak and Gentleman Jack Gallagher and defeated a local local competitor like a literally squash match. Captain Hook. It was done. Right. So uh, that was done. And then so I was like, okay. But the main event was uh, Mustafa Ali. Versus Hideo Otami. So, you know, storyline, Mustafa Ali been out with an injury. Uh, 
And Hideo uh-huh. Tommy caused that injury. So now Mustafa Ali is back, who is, you know, the Muslim Seth Rollins. And he really is. Pretty much. He really is. Like, I mean, uh-huh. that, that is his, you know, say, uh, Pakistani the doppelganger right there. So he comes back uh-huh. to have this match with Hideo Tommy. Bruh, this match was good. I, and I, I'm sitting there looking like Mustafa Ali and Hideo Tommy are really, really good. They really are. The only and, problem that was ever really big a problem with Hideo Tommy is he kept getting hurt. He did. He did. If he didn't keep getting hurt, he would have obviously been NXT champion. He would have obviously had a good reign. Then he would have obviously been on Raw. But he kept getting hurt. Then he came back and he was not relevant. So they, so they was like, you know what? We just going to move you to 205 Live. Where he's been shining. He, he been shining. And, th- and this match was a hard-hitting, rough matchup. There was a thing where now uh, Tommy kind of fucked this up. He was going for a Hurricane Rana on the top rope to Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali pushes the Tommy off, and as he's falling off, he goes and does like a modified frog splash at the same time. But a, a Tommy was supposed to put his knees up, but he put his knees up late. He put his knees up late, and Cedric kind of like crashed down on him and kind of folded him in half. It's like it's kind of hard to explain. You got to see it to say like that shit hurt. But uh, the finish of the match, like I said, was. Um, he had a Tommy on the apron, and he goes up to the top. Well, actually, he's going for the 054. And a Tommy rolls out the ring onto the apron, and then Mustafa says, All right, well, fuck it. I ain't going for the 054. I'm going for the 450. And does the 450 to a Tommy right on the apron. And it's a double count out. And I'm like, The fuck? Great finish to a match that got about 20 plus minutes. It was, it was a really good match. I re- and first of all, the Wednesday nights help it out a lot because after SmackDown, I don't feel like watching 205 Live. So, all right. Uh, see, yeah, I, was, I was glad they, they did that. That was, yeah. that was smart. So watching it on Wednesdays now from 7 to, like, you know, 7.50 and uh, watching NXT afterwards and then going to the Mayon Classic, oh, it's great. That whole, uh-huh. like I said, that whole Wednesday night block of, of shows is really great. They're all one hour. I mean, well, not, I mean, t- technically, they're all, like, 50 minutes. So, you know, it's about, it's, all right. it's, you got about an hour and 45 minutes on your hands. And I'm like, that's half a Raw, and I'm getting way better wrestling. So, I do recommend, Q, uh, for, if y'all don't check out 205 Live, I mean, y'all probably will check it out because y'all like Leo Rush, because I love Leo Rush as well. But if, if y'all don't check out anything, I will recommend y'all check out, um... Mustafa Ali versus Dale Otami because Mustafa Ali, I don't think had a bad match <laughs> on Two Hundred Five Live this year. I still think his best matches were with uh, Buddy Murphy and a no disqualification Buddy match. Buddy Murphy, yeah, bad match. Yeah, I finally yeah, got to I saw that, that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, y'all need to see Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander from last week for the championship. Did y'all see that match? I didn't see it from last week. I didn't. The last time I saw it was um, when they had the match at SummerSlam. Bruh. Well, this one, this one was way better. Peep this. Um, uh-huh. So, Drew Gulak. No, wait. Cedric has Drew Gulak up for a suplex, right? Now, remember, now, now y'all remember how Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, they have a suplex for a suplex, and then they go over to the top rope, and, and Seth Rollins goes over backwards, and they both fall down? Uh-huh. Okay. Peep this. I can picture it. Yeah. Okay. Cedric has Drew Gulak up in a suplex. He, Drew Gulak, the momentum takes Drew Gulak over the ropes. 
Drew Gulak lands on his feet. So does Cedric. And then Cedric does the suplex on the outside. They never let go. So like a slinky? Yes, like a that's the best like a slinky. Cedric is in oh, the wow. ring. Wow. Drew Gulak goes outside on his feet. Cedric bounces over backwards on his feet. They're still in the suplex position, and he suplexes Drew Gulak on the outside. Y'all have to see it alone for that spot. I'm like, who the fuck thinks of shit like that? That was hot. That's wild. That was you. You know what? Honestly, y'all probably y'all could probably find it on YouTube or something like that. I, I know they got it on YouTube yeah. because I was just like, "What the fuck was that?" Because usually, because Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, I mean Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, they crash and burn. They held on the whole time, and I was like, "That's impressive. That is impressive." So, uh, but we're going to go right into the the last thing uh, NXT review from this past week. So let's hit that music. All right, NXT, NXT this past week. Um, so we're getting closer to figure out who attacked uh, Alistair Black. And apparently Nikki Cross knows who attacked Alistair Black. So uh-huh. I, I wonder where this storyline is going. Right, can she also know why she's not on the game? Okay, but keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she don't care about that. It's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> no, well... There is a there's an answer. I, I can talk about that later. But um, so William Regal comes out to inform uh, you know, to, to talk about what's going on with Alistair Black, and then the undisputed era, uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong come out. No Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole calls William Regal out for being scared and for not letting him get his one-on-one rematch with Ricochet. And then William Regal revealed that hey, you wanted uh Pete Dunne to you know, loosen up Ricochet a little bit before you made your move and stuff like that. But here's what's going to happen. In two weeks, uh, Adam Cole is going to get his rematch for the North American Championship against Ricochet. And in three weeks, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly will defend their tag team championships against the War Raiders. So, we forget one person in that match with Ricochet. Oh, that's right. And Pete Dunne. It's a triple threat match in two weeks. That's going to be lit. That's going to be hot. Pete, I think Pete, I feel like Pete Dunn's belly should just have his face on it. Like, <laughs> I don't even think it should be a picture of a UK championship. I think we should just call it Pete Dunn with his the belt. Pete Dunn title. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he done had that drone since, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bay had it for like two weeks. The time that Pete just had it. <laughs> exactly. So the the, uh, the thing is, I'm just sitting there like, okay, well, um, all right. So a triple threat match: Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and Adam Cole in two weeks. App, fuck yes. And uh, in three weeks, we got Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders. So I'm looking for NXT coming up in the upcoming months. Uh, uh-huh. backstage, Velveteen Dream is in a photo shoot, and he tried to get interviewed about what who happened to Alistair Black and Velveteen. I forgot how how he said it because it was cool how he said it of how he. The did. dream ain't no snitch. No, okay, no. I like that part where he said when he came back and said the dream ain't no snitch is written on the wall. I was just like, ah! I I was after uh-huh. that, but uh, 
Yeah, so obviously he said he had nothing to do with attacking Alistair Black. So uh, Lars Sullivan has a match up against Victor Orchant, some jobber. Yeah, Uh, guy. Yeah, I'm like, why is Lars Sullivan going back to jobbers? I mean, he's beyond that. But anyway, so Lars Sullivan uh, beat this guy up. Then all of a sudden, EC3 comes out. And you know what? I'm sorry. Quattro, I know you're a fan of EC3. Uh Uh-huh. First of all, EC3 is so tan. I'm to the point. I'm like, is he in blackface? <laughs> because I'm like, this man is like, yo, bro, just be black. That's how tan he is. Like, if you look at him next to Lars Sullivan, I'm like, what? The only way I can tell EC3 is still a white guy is because his hair. But I'm like, if you want to be that dark, I'm like, yo, look, Q, I'm dancing. I'm, you see, you see EC3. Yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm like when I look at EC I'm like yo he looks like a white guy doing blackface does he not it's just he, that 1% he's pretty tan so. yo, <laughs> that, that 1% man, shut up <laughs> that man goes in the booth and just puts it on bronze or just dark like he just do it and he, he must be in there 12 hours a day no, he just turns the switch on before he gets there. He's the type of person that goes to the tanning salon, turns the switch on, be like, I'll be back in two hours. What are you doing? I'm letting him warm up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, wow. So he comes out to attack Lars Sullivan. This looks like, this looks, this looks like the new uh, rivalry, which yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a good idea. And EC3 gives him the... I'm sorry. That was the weakest <laughs> set of punches and combination, you know, I think he's gonna do like a. He keeps doing these left punches, and he he does like a little terrible step back and hits him with another weak left punch. I'm like, is it gonna be an uppercut, a, a, a neck breaker, or a big boot, or something? I'm like, I'd rather see Shane whoop Lars Sullivan's ass for all this. What what I don't like is that they're transferring EC3 to this face persona because NXT kind of like ran out of faces right now. <laughs> yeah. But he I'm, needs to stay a heel. That's what, just naturally EC, who he is. EC, Do that. First of all, EC3 is more of a tweener. I would look at yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's never been openly heel or never been openly faced. He's just EC3 changing the game. I'm the top 1%. That's basically what it is. That's the gimmick. So I'm like, okay. I mean, so I don't mind him going after the big monster, Lars Sullivan, but I'm not going to be excited for those matches because EC3 has just not been showing me shit. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I honestly have not really been impressed with EC3 since coming here. Like, don't I, the first thing I'm talking about EC3, the first thing I should not be talking about is your tan. But neither here nor there. Uh, the next uh. matchup we have is, in my personal opinion, the Street Profits' best match they've ever had. That's the Mighty versus the Street Profits. So, first of all... They came out so serious. Yeah, Shane Thorne took Montez Ford's chain and his solo cup. Oh, you don't do that. He did. He did. So, when the the Street Profits came out, they came out serious as shit. They just walked right to the ring. No dancing, no gyrating, no nothing. They came straight to the ring. Like, we serious. And... Q, go back and see this match. First of all, this is the best... the Street Profits have ever looked. Because, you know, most of their matches are quick. This is a little bit longer. Yeah. Montez Forrest yes. does his suicide dive. Like, when he jumps over the top rope, he does it so easy. 
Like, I'm, I'm convinced he is the, the second person that could do that ricochet thing and land on his feet because he flew so far. He was about a quarter into the ramp when he fell on Shane Thorne. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. It was whoa. a far jump. It was a far-ass <laughs> jump. And then Nick Miller tries to run. He sidesteps him, but not a sidestep. He sidesteps him and jumps on the apron while Nick Miller yes. runs into the steel steps. I'm like, I've never was this seen end? that one before. I never. I was like, I never saw that before. I was like, that was different. That was different, I, I and was that was salty. I'm like playing games on my phone while watching NXT, and I, that happened. I was like, I'll put the phone down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt, and I was like, okay, they are really you know putting it in here. So, uh, Angelo Dawkins, you know, comes and does Angelo Dawkins stuff, but. Montez comes in, his leg is caught within the steel the steel steps, and they crush it. So he's taking the heat for most of the matchup. And then he does the hot tag to Angelo Dawkins, <clears throat> who uh, comes and does the Angelo Dawkins stuff. And then uh, he, tried tag, he tried to tag Montez back in, but then oh, wait, what happened? It was something, something with the leg because Montez is the one that gets pinned. Oh, wait, was it a submission or was it a, yeah. a pin? Yes, it was a It was a pin. Oh, yeah, it was but a it was pin. Like, you're right. It was like a dirty roll up in a way. Yes, it was, it was like a right. dirty roll up no. in a way because the mighty got out and everybody was like, "No, Wait, no, no, they no. Won? it was a figure four that he turned into a pin, like a fake out." Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I ain't see that shit. You right? Yeah, you right. So he uh, it, it, that's why the crowd was like, "Wait, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> so the street profits lost to the mighty, so it helps to get the mighty some heat. But uh, that was I think the street profits best match. And it showed a lot that Montez Ford know how to take heat. He know how to sell. He's athletic as all types. Like, he is freakishly athletic. And he can do the same shit Ricochet can, but he's just taller. And Angelo Dawkins is still his tag team partner. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry. There's not much I can say there. But I don't want him to break up. But Montez Ford can be a singles competitor. He can be. But I don't want him to break up. Easy. Uh, Kyrie Zane takes over Vanessa Bourne just for a regular uh, matchup. Here's the thing. I am not really big on Vanessa Bourne as a wrestler, but she can sell her ass off. Mm-hmm. And I do like women that can, she, she has charisma. I think once she polishes up her wrestling game a little bit, she, she could be a really dynamic threat. But for right now, I'm like, I like when she sell, I'm like, yo, is she really did? That's how I feel. I, I, I like, I like oh, wow. people who can sell like that. Uh, you know the usual stuff. Kyrie Zane hits the insane elbow and pins uh Vanessa Bourne. Then Shayna Baszler comes out and uh, you know you have your fun with your championship, but I'm gonna get it back. You know the usual shit. Then Kyrie Zane grabs the microphone and everybody was like, "Oh shit!" So she yeah. was she wasn't bad. She made to teach Oscar right. a little bit because she can flow a little bit better than Oscar can when it come to come to English. And uh, so. Yeah. Fuck that battle royal. Uh, Shayna Baszler is going against Kyrie Zane at Evolution. That's the match. Yeah, that's the match. That, that that's the match. Not All like right. not like Shayna doesn't deserve a rematch. Um, only got one thing I want them to do. I want the treasure chest back and I want the belt in it. That was hot. <laughs> that. that that was just so fire when they put it out. I was like. That makes sense for you. Wait, 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 wait. She had the title in a treasure chest? Yes, when, yes. when she first won it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, okay, she that's, first that's, how you, that's how you use your gimmick. 
She came out doing her pirate gear. There was a big treasure chest. Opens the treasure chest on top of the coins and the crowns and all that stuff was the NXT <laughs> Women's Championship. And I was like, that's amazing. Always yes. do that. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's how you do it. That's how you that's how you market yourself. Good. Exactly. And I, I just looked at that. I was like, that's perfect for your character. You need to always do it the same way when Finn Balor was the NXT champion. He would crawl towards the title and, like, snatch it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be her thing. <laughs> Only at pay-per-views. You, you know they won't do anything else but after pay-per-view, so. Right. Uh. The the main event was a main event that I did not think was going to be good, but it was, and that's Tommaso Ciampa no. versus Otis. Da- I never know how to say his last name. I just call him Otis from Heavy Machinery. I planned on that match being trash. I did too, and it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't was. like that. That's a match you do it like two K just to, for for GP, not like yep. actual TV. Yep. But they did it, and it was like. Because um, Otis, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa was blaming Heavy Machinery to mind their business about who attacked Alistair Black. So that's how we got this matchup. And Otis was dominating throughout the whole thing because, you know, Ciampa's small. And Otis was, you know, a big guy. And he was dominating Wait, the whole thing. Wait, let me rewrote up. Ciampa ain't that small, though. No, Ciampa's no. 6 something. No, no, no. Height-wise, yes. But in body-wise, compared to Otis... You know what? You're right. And I was sitting here with a friend watching it, and I'm sitting there like, let me get this straight. Those are both big men. He's just that much bigger than that man. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, that. SSS is a huge, lot of meat dude right there. So, uh, mm-hmm. the, I mean, of course, I knew Chopper wasn't going to lose. However, there was some was good. It, it wasn't for the title, was it? No, 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 no. No? Okay, okay. Just a regular matchup. Even Otis. Partner came out and he Tucker Knight, did yeah. a good face partner thing. I'm not letting you escape because Chopper tried to run away. You get back to the ring and y'all finish this match. Yeah. Uh. So the finish came, which scared the fuck out of me. Chopper <laughs> did a float uh, with a, a a draping DDT to Otis uh-huh. on the apron, and I'm like, Ooh. I'm like one. Slight inch the wrong way, Otis could have hit the floor. Uh-huh. He could have like what? I, I thought he was gonna do a draper DT to, to, onto the floor. I was like, don't do that. But he did it on the apron, and I was like, that was close. And then as Otis was trying to get back in, he does another one inside the ring. So two draper DDTs, and Champa beats uh, Otis. So that was another good match, another good episode of NXT. By the way, Keith Lee was in the back with that with that Beijing chin strap. Uh-huh. And uh, he seen Coda. First of all, I'm loving Keith Lee and everything. When he's talking about stuff, you know, I'm 2-0 here. You know, that means time for some gold. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he goes and sees Coda Reeves in the back. And then uh, so Coda Reeves and Keith Lee challenge each other to a match. I think that's going to happen next week. So, oh, God. Yeah, I, I, Keith Lee got uh, that. So, yeah, easy win. And because he said, "Hey, because I will give you a chance to bask in my glory." So, hey, wait, wait, Conor Reeves is still on his winning streak, though. No, well, no, no, Conor Reeves lost. No, he wants to cash his own. No, he not. Cash his own. He knocked him out. Oh yeah, that was the only person he lost. So I forgot about that, and that started off the you know the cash his own heel John that we just forgot about. No, no, it's still going on. It's still going on. 
But you know, guys, that that right there is how we're going to end the podcast this week. We don't have any emails, but if anybody does have an email question, you guys can email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, it's therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. And I know we're about to get out of here. I hear, I hear somebody's phone's about to die. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to make sure... Uh, we do that. Make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly and uh, all the things they got on there. The Market Dark Show and, of course, both sides. And check us out on there on the No Gimmicks Either Wrestling Podcast along with uh, Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. All that great stuff that's on there. You can find us out here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button below. Post out in the comments if you want to comment about anything we talked about in the podcast today. Make sure you guys uh, also... Mm, Check us out on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker. And this week, we're going to do our Supercar predictions. And then, because I'm not going to be able to give you guys a review on the exact day, but I'm going to tell you when I can do it. And Q-Flow, before we start that podcast, watch that May Young Classic. I will. Watch the May Young Hey, Classic. are we are we doing, we, what's up with the draft? Are you talking about the fancy points? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, bro, I'm doing the best I can. Alright. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh. I was just asking. You know, you do, hey, look, you know I keep up with my points. Oh, I, I know, but if I can get the other six to do the same thing that you do, my job will be a lot easier. <laughs> I, I legit just keep up on who, on when I win. That's it. I'm like, hey, hey I'm person one. That's it. That's about far as oh, I win. Man, y'all gotta do better, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they knew better, they do better. Yeah, do better. Exactly. So... Uh, so once again, it says right here. So once again, this is NCN place to be. Children of and D, and also uh, my, my two co-hosts, the Hard R for the Soul Track Enterprise Quattro. All right, everybody, and the man, the myth, the reality, Q Flow Flow the rookie. Take it easy, everybody. All right, and as you know, as you do legally, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.